Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me, Tony Kid, and this is the Reject Rundown Podcast. This episode is What to Watch Wednesday, which means the Rejects pick and choose what type of show, movie we all want you guys to watch that we recommend. But they kind of keep it in the spirit of what we're doing with Spider-Man to kind of going a continuation of um, before the new movie comes out. All right. This is going to be the last installment of our Rami, if Rami, Remy, Rami, uh, Spider-Verse that he created, of course, with uh, Tobey Maguire. And then we're going to jump into Amazing Spider-Man, the first one with Andrew Garfield. So, can't do the show by myself. I got Zach the Mac. Yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Zach the Mac. He... No. Um... Good. We're talking about good Spider-Man vibes. You know I love the guy. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely good to be here with the gang. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm director. I'm, I'm old. I'm, you know, I'm just that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who you are anymore, man. <laughs> I don't know who I am. Age has got to me, man. <laughs> Been here too long. Yes. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Well, guys, like we said, we're jumping in to the, conclude the Ramiverse, or Ramiverse. I don't know how to freaking pronounce his name. But, you know, we, you know, we got to conclude it. We talked about the first two, of course. Spider-Man 3 came out 2007. It did feature, obviously, James Franco. I guess going into, I don't know if you consider the Hobgoblin or the Goofy Goblin, the Surfer Board Goblin. I don't he know was a Hobgoblin. Know. I would give him that. All right, all right, fine. Uh, uh, ugly face goblin. We'll do that. We'll do ugly face okay, goblin. So, man, his face is go. jacked up. <laughs> he was so up and floor. Right, exactly. Okay. Give him that. Thomas Jaden Church as Sandman, of course, comes in to play him. Then we also get Venom, everybody, played by that 70s show actor, Toffer Grace. Okay? Hmm. What, as far as the movie itself, did you really enjoy this film watching it, uh, Zach Tamek? Um... Yeah, yeah, it was. I like the villain aspect about it. Like, it's in a lot of Spider Man's villains. Yeah, overall, the movie was the the pulp introduced Venom was very annoying to me, I think, overall. So, that that kind of sign, like, the whole, like, I don't know, his relationship with Sandman was interesting, cool, and all, but uh, it, it. and said I have to agree and, and sit on my porch as well too and be like it was a shitty movie because <laughs> it didn't hit all the the exciting spots I thought I was gonna hit overall and I wanted it to be way more better than it could and it could have been way more better too I mean I don't even understand the, like Tony the kid said just the whatever face goblin he was it's like are you good are you bad are you like James Franco do I even take him serious like <laughs> exactly so, I don't know. <laughs> No, agreed. I think, uh, oh man, RJ, you can kind of put this in perspective too when it comes to, you know, what did, you know, Sony want to implement into the movie, especially with Venom. It seemed like, oh man, RJ, that Venom was pushed and thrust into this movie. Like he wasn't really specifically going to be the main guy. It looked like the story was going to conclude with uh, Church's Sandman character kind of having a deeper meaning in connection to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man because of what happened with Uncle Ben, right? And that story seemed like it was going to be the continuation but also be the whole plot to the whole film. 
like it was with, you know, maybe even Green Goblin or at that, you know, with the whole plot with um, Doc Ock Part 2. And then obviously James Franco still has a little jealousy thing, trying to figure out his dad or whatever that kind of implemented in there. Fine, you know we would that would I would have been okay that being put in there. But mm-hmm. the whole Sandman seemed like the whole villain part. Explain to me why do you feel Sony needed to push in Venom? Do you want me to explain to you why an idiotic <laughs> move would happen from an idiotic company? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I used to call Warner Bros. a table of idiots, but over here, it seems like they were chewing off of each other's table. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> so then like it makes sense right to put it now there. with the high pitch, loud, like, really? Is this what's going on? You know, you, want, you really want me to go there? <laughs> I like that right now. Honestly, um, by their idea, I guess, is they wanted to rush. Uh, Venom to get people to be like, wow, Venom's in the movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't work that way though. It worked with. It went more like, why, why is Venom in this movie? Mm-hmm. Why do we need Venom at all when you have a guy like Sandman in this film, and you have Goblin two, not even two point oh, Goblin zero point five in this film. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Exactly. Okay. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I literally don't think that, like I said, I don't think they needed to push the Venom. I, I could see, I could see why fans at this point right now watching watching an ending off with Doc Ock in Part Two were kind of hyping up the Venom. Oh, we gotta get Venom on board because obviously, if Venom is a fan favorite character, you know, especially coming off of the animated series. So if I could see people wanting to put out there, but let's say, for instance, they didn't put him in part three. You still had a good plot for Sandman. The whole yeah. connection with Uncle Ben, his Sandman story, of, of course, seemed like it have a deeper meaning, but it got lost in translation in this movie, so you really didn't get a chance to understand what it, why Sandman the way he was. You know, you didn't get to kind of, like, it felt like it was shown to us but we didn't get a chance to feel the feelings like we needed to because the whole idea seemed like it was putting out Venom. Focus on Venom. Focus on Grace, you know, acting and pretending to be uh, Brock, Eddie Brock, and why he has this hatred towards Spider-Man. Like, it True. it felt weird. You know, it just didn't, it didn't fit correctly, put that yeah. way. And he was a little too cheesy, as Venom, my perspective, he seemed small. He didn't seem like his big self, like he is now in his own movie with the what's it called? Uh, what's it, what's the actor's name? Tom Hardy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. So it just you know it just didn't fit right. The costume, okay, fine, whatever, whatever it was. Maybe people liked the costume. I really didn't, but you know, still, I don't need it. I didn't need Venom at all. I was fine with the Sandman story. You know Better I mean? than need you. No, I'm just playing. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Honestly, to me, I would have cut Sandman as the main villain with uh, the inclusion of Goblin 0.5. He would have been um, in this film too because I believe with Spider-Man getting the symbiote suit, if you want to go that way, um, it could have led to Spider-Man accidentally killing his best friend. 
and there you go. that could have been okay. the reason why he got rid of the symbiote at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. But also another thing I would have done is instead of Topher Grace being Venom, I would have gotten somebody like uh, Kenny Tatum. I think by the time he was already in the acting, um, okay. I think he was already dancing with the stars or something at the moment. I forgot what he was doing. <laughs> dancing with the stars. <laughs> he was doing step up probably at that point right at that in his career. Okay, but uh, <laughs> that's the stars. Uh, right, right, same thing. But I mean, yeah, I agree. It just okay. That makes sense. That too, you know. I, I kind of see what you're talking about there with you know adding the symbiote suit if they wanted to do so. I mean, it seemed like already the director Rami didn't even want. Venom in the first place like he didn't he didn't like the character he didn't want to design and focus on how to you know bring this character to life into the movie like he didn't have any connection to it so you kind of felt and why the focus was a little off didn't seem right Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and even at that okay guys let's be honest did we really need to have Tobey Maguire dancing at all whatsoever in this (laughs) film or or was it did you guys did you guys enjoy that like, dancing part? Did we need fact, to see you, that? Fact, did you want to see Toby Maguire bust the move in front of anybody? I think he had to, you know. We gotta <laughs> we need Toby Maguire to bust the move so they got no. some fighting no. knows how to get down. You, you, no, you think, so, Zach? The, the walking down the street montage wasn't you. good enough for you guys. The corny the corniness <laughs> of like, all right, then he does the move, shaking his hips and stuff. Like, what is and then the emo nah. look, like, come on, man. Yeah, like, it just... definitely not needed. Definitely not needed. Thank you. So, again, we can all agree that this movie, part three of Spider-Man, of the Romuverse, really had, you know, so much potential in it in general mm-hmm. to be a great movie, but it flopped. Let's truly be honest. It flopped. It does not do well. I don't want to put the DVD or put it on streaming service at all whatsoever to even watch at all. Nah. I kind of, I fast forward and pu- like past this part. I'd rather see one and two, never think that part three ever existed. So, you know, <laughs> you know I'll leave it at that. Sadly, that kind of hurts Rami in a way, even though it's not his fault. It's like Snyder, you know? If we right. would have gotten Rami's actual version of this film, then we would have been on to the fourth one, and fourth one would have been uh, Vulture against Spider-Man. Which probably, again, would have seen a little bit on a deeper meaning. Rami having these type of characters, it's like, I, I feel like when you see Rami's version of Spider-Man in this scenario, it's like you're watching Nolan in the Batmanverse and his control over and his like depictions for the film. Like, oh, you didn't, okay. he, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't really need to give you the big, you know, CGI type of characters to give you a great story in a movie. Romney, same thing. He didn't need to have these type of big CGI characters. He just needed to have some type of, uh, like a story in the plot to circle around this villain to make sense of the film. And I think that's why seeing Vulture in that story would have made sense. Somebody trying to be young, you know, seeing Tom McGuire be young, and maybe they had like a, a somewhat connection or something like that. Again, a, a meaning, plot, connection. So I, I could have seen that. I could definitely see that. He would have oh, used yeah. uh, probably would have used Oscorp tech to build his uh, wings and all that. Right. Okay. Unless exactly. he uh, unless he was mutated like how most of uh, most of Rami's 
Remy's um, done in Taurus, so it would have been cool to see how he gets mutated into the vulture. Right, exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about, you guys. It's it's some type of connection there, some type of thing, plot, you could definitely change up a little bit. But the good thing is we say, uh, of course, you we have to discuss Spider-Man 3 because it connects into the whole, you know, new movie coming out with Spider-Man No Way Home. It's part I of the believe. installment. Yeah, I a big, very, very big. Uh, there, I, I think it's going to be a lot of callbacks, if you will, even in right. the new movie, because it's going to. I feel like those were at the time. It was one of the biggest movies that represented a lot of Spider-Man's villains, like I was saying. So yes. therefore, you're going to get a lot of Sandman's backstory from there, and obviously, what the add-on is. And I mean, that's the first time. Technically, it's the first time we were ever introduced to Venom. So it's like maybe they'll have a call on top of the new Venom? You know what I mean? Possibly. Right, um, exactly. Maybe Grace can so, get a new depiction or something. I don't know. Right, and even he'll, maybe he'll even have a scene where he looks back and they just happen to show the uh, montage of <laughs> tell me, dancing down the street again and we're just like, ah, uh, yeah. What really hope not, but yeah. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be some shit. But, uh, exactly. yeah, so it, it, it's definitely it's definitely a necessity movie to watch, if you will. Yes, it is because obviously Sandman's evolved in the new No Way Home, of course. So mm-hmm. it's going to be some type of connection. So agreed, very true. All right, moving along to Amazing Spider-Man, you guys. Andrew Garfield. We found out Sony was going to reboot Spider-Man. Okay, were we hyped up for it? Mm, I don't know. Maybe like you. I don't know about you guys, but came out <laughs> in 2012. We figured, okay, 2012. We got some good movies, some good CGI movies by this time. Matrix has already came out. We've gotten some other films uh, on board for the CGI aspect. I think at this point around, they were jump-starting you know, Iron Man and stuff like that. So we knew for some reason that Sony was possibly on a good track to maybe a good chance to reboot the series, but also have a chance of success for this set of, set of new villains possibly coming on board, right? So we found out this reboot was going to be student versus teacher. Peter Parker faces off against Dr. Kirk Connors, a.k.a. the Lizard. The Lizard is now involved in this film. Zach DeMack, would you have chosen the Lizard, really, particularly for this film? Was this a good villain for this film? In the sense of the Amazing Spider-Man, right? Uh, That's correct. Yeah, I think so. I think it does, because... Um... He was, I think he was a cool comic book villain. I'm introducing a um, new Spider-Man. Uh, mm-hmm. My time there, I was one of like, one of the more read about, I think more in the comic book too. And it's kind of like how you guys were saying with the whole relating to it and, and making sure like he gets his knowledge because knowing he's in school, they got, I think they got to put a villain that they, he's going to see like on a day-to-day basis, a.k.a. a teacher, perhaps. So There you go. Yeah. Exactly. So sprinkle in, exactly. sprinkle in someone that he's getting knowledge from, then someone that turns against him. And yeah, I think it was great. The movie was pretty... I like that movie a lot more, like we were just saying, than freaking Spider-Man 3. They could, they think they knew what they were doing. They're like, let's just drop that off at the... Uh, you know, yeah, just start right. off. Start new. <laughs> so right. that's fresh, a good idea. new, new faces, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And I think 
at this point, when I saw this film, I, I agree with you on this aspect that, yes, it was a good, fresh start off. Obviously, maybe some people weren't going to jump on board, of course, right off the beginning because of what Rami brought to Spider-Man. And people were like, why reboot? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why? And especially so soon. Let's put it that way. So people were like you know, a little skeptic. But when it came out, it was on a good track. It had potential, really good potential for the next possibly a, a, an actual set, another trilogy in this aspect. But mm-hmm. Uncle or Uncle uh, Old Man, let's put it that way. Old Man, sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> old Man RJ, Old Man RJ, did what? What, what was your thought process when this came out? When 2012's Amazing Spider-Man came out, what did you really feel that made it successful in this film? One that just kids love Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man in this one had more. Uh, how do I say it? His his trash talking was more child friendly. Okay, agreed. I think so. so. I could I say that it was more like goofy in a way when he trash talked and stuff like that. So you could, you know, kids were actually laughing and stuff. Um, but for me, you you know, what you just asked Zach the Mac and I actually want to chime in on that. Is I don't think Luther should have been the first villain. Uh, mm-hmm. This whole film, when uh, Doc, when Doc, I mean, when his uncle, you know, when Uncle Ben dies, dude, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, he goes around looking for this tattooed guy over and over again, and then you lose control of who the tattoo thing is. It like goes nowhere no more. You don't even fear, you know. It, there's nothing about it anymore afterwards. It's like, oh, oh well, I'll just forget about it. I'm like, so you went from looking for the guy who killed your uncle to, like, not caring about it no more. <clears throat> in my opinion, they should have tied into that, brought in a villain known as Hammerhead. It could have been, like, a mafia thing going on. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. And Hammerhead yeah. could have been the, a pretty good opening for Andrew Garfield. I would have gone with that, with Doc Connors being um, kind of like, you know, being the guy checking on Peter Parker when Parker got bit, he could have gone up to Doc Connors like, hey, this happened to me, I got bit, and Connors could have been like the one that, like, you know, put some stuff on, some ointment on him or something, and it would have been interesting to, like, you know, little by little, he starts having these scenes and talking to Connors like, hey, uh, you know, this is happening now, and that's happening, because, you know, a student trust is, would trust a, a doctor like him because right. he might want to figure out how can you cure me from this. Right, right. Little by little, though, Connors could have used that stuff, and in part two, you would have had Connors versus Spider-Man. Hmm. Very interesting. I, I like that concept. I do like the concept. Oh, man. It's the I, same I, concept I, I used for the third film of Spider-Man 3 when I was like, instead of Sandman, it would have been that Doc Connors would have been perfect for uh, him versus Peter Parker. Right. So it's like they just, they've always missed out on that cue of having uh, Connors aware of Parker's identity. Like he's always had been aware in cartoons and everything. He's always helped them with everything. Very true. Especially in the anime series, Doc, you know, Kirk Connors was the one that Andrew Garfield would, well, not Andrew Garfield, but Spider Man himself will go to on a time to time basis when there's an issue, such as the symbiote. When the symbiote came in, you know, he was really eyeballing and going to him for resources and stuff like that to figure out what it was, what's happening. And Connors protected him. Connors figured it out, helped him out throughout the process, especially with the mutation of Spider-Man within himself. Remember that Spider-Man will then turn into an actual spider in the series 
Which hmm. again, Connors was involved in trying to figure out how to help him out. So, in this case scenario, oh man, I like I like the idea. I do like that idea. It's a good concept because you get to figure out the mafia hit style when it comes to who hit uh, or who hit the hit on Uncle Ben if there was one, okay, or the incident and trying to figure out the person that did it, right? Two, mm-hmm. you definitely could figure out maybe he had connections to the death of his parents. The one thing I really enjoyed and I appreciate about the, the remake of The Amazing Spider-Man, or reboot, you would say, is that they really focused on the issue at hand of what happened to Peter Parker's parents, right? If we all yeah. know in all most of the stories, that story has not really been told on the big picture standpoint. We don't know what happened to the parents. Some say some storylines, oh, they died in a car accident. Oh, they mm-hmm. died, you know, somehow, some shape, way, or form. But in this mm-hmm. case scenario, they left them. You know what I mean? They just dropped them off. There's some issues that happen, and they're gone. And part <laughs> two gone. tells more. Right, yeah, part two tells more. Oh, you know, gives us a little more input, so we'll discuss that later. But that's the idea that I like about it. And especially Andrew Garfield being an actual and portraying a kid where I don't know where my parents are. I'm staying with some family that I really, you know, they're good, but they're not my parents. I remember my parents so much, so let me be more into my feelings, which is why mm-hmm. I like that. I, I like that concept. And then mm-hmm. figure out, of course, and maybe him doing his investigation because we all know Peter Parker is stupid. He's pretty smart. <laughs> so, you know, he likes to intrigue and the dab a little bit on the history at hand to figure out what happened. Thus brings in Kirk Connors. But again, Kirk Connors was working with his dad in this storyline. So why not Connors reach out from time to time and say, hey, Peter, what's up? How are you doing? You good? You all right? I work at the lab. You scientists come on board. You get by a spider. You know, Kurt, you know, hey, Doc, I got bit by a spider. What's up with your spiders? I got some, some stuff in them, man. I'm not used to this junky stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, he just opened the door right there. It could have been Parker working for Doc Connors. Like, a, right. you know, like, as, like uh, how do you say it? Intern, yeah. Intern, exactly. And intern. what if Doc Connors was the one working on these spiders themselves, like these mm-hmm. uh, new genetic spiders? And that's how, like, one gets loose. And Connor is, like, in one of the, at one moment throughout the film, is like, hey, I'm looking for the spider. Just be careful around here. You see how like, easily that could have tied into Parker getting bit instead of, you know, and made more sense. Right. That's true. Exactly. So it kind of, again, you know, at least the lizards involved, like in general, like the general storyline for Spider-Man. But again, it's, the lizard himself has always been involved with Spider-Man because he's always been that extra doctor that he's gone to for extra help throughout the timeline. Right. Besides, mm-hmm. you know, what's it called besides Iron Man and all that good stuff and that at that end or whatever. But most of the time it's really Kirk Connors because they they're pretty much within the school or whatever stuff like that he helps with. So that begins the relationship. And I like the idea going forward for part two and evolving, you know, the lizard versus himself. But again, again, in this movie, particularly we got the lizard Kirk Connors. Uh, again, it was a good connection, a good idea in the sense of, that was the right actor. Do you think that they should have changed the actor as being Kirk Connors in the film and becoming the lizard? Oh, man. Uh, actually, let me ask Zach that real quick because I got to figure that out myself. What do you think, Zach? 
if they should have changed the actor of the lizard? Yeah, was the actor himself pretty good? You think that actor? Was I fine? think he was very good. I liked him. He was very convincing. <laughs> no, um, he was good. He, I liked him as an actor in the in the movie. Uh, he played a good role. Um, you know what I mean? He knew that he wasn't going to be, you know, obviously main character, and he played a good uh supporting role, if you will. But he did good. I liked him, and I, I, I hope. I mean, all we saw is the lizard in the previews for the new one. So right. if he is the in you know, lizard again, I mean, I'd be okay with that too. But in the Amazing Spider-Man, he did very good in there. I like him. He, he, he had me. He had uh, only one arm. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's been, I mean, he's been a good, he's been a good supporter. Like you said, I agree. He's been a good supporting role type of actor. Um, in general, he was definitely a little bit involved in Harry Potter at that point. So I think that's probably mm-hmm. why they kind of depicted him and they used him. So not bad, you know, again, not bad at all. And then, uh, you know, with Dennis Leary, we all got him as Captain Stacy for Gwen Stacy's dad. I think that's perfectly fine. You guys, am I right? I think the love interest yeah. is what okay with, Gwen Stacy and you know Dennis playing the dad, the cop dad, and trying to figure him out and stuff like that. I don't think that was that part of the story was bad. I think we could have, we definitely could have kept that part. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm okay with that because that's pretty much put in the comics itself. And for them to go with the original love love interest of him, I'm I, I was cool with that. Right. See, there you go. Not bad. So I think the really big changes would have been just the story plot pertaining to the villain himself and then how how pretty much he got his powers and how he came to be and how it you know, maybe could connect uh, to part two. You know what would have been a pretty good Doc Connors, though? And it's uh, who people wanted as Lex Luthor. I think it would have been that guy from uh, Breaking Bad. Oh. Breaking Bad. Which guy? The younger guy or the older guy? The older guy, he's the one that plays the dad in Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, oh, um, Zordon and the, the, yeah. the movie oh my god, he was Zordon. That's right, that's right. Yes, I know you're talking about. He, he like has a look, you know, he looks like he would have been a cool Doc Hunter. Like, if you look at him, his mm-hmm. hairstyle, his height, his body frame, it would have mm-hmm. been good to see him, and he could have carried a film like that, you know. and I'll even give it a different uh, touch to the character. Sure, that's not bad. I mean, again, I I really didn't have any issues pertaining to Kirk. You know, um, what's it called? The actor pertaining to Kirk Connors. Can't remember his name, but um, Iris <laughs> or, or Reese. Reese, I believe it is R R H Y S. East Reese Rice. I don't know. Whatever, big guy. I I can't. I'm, again, I'm the butcher of names. Don't trust <laughs> me on that, okay, guys? Just listen to how I spelled it. R-H-Y-S. That's his first name. I don't know how to pronounce it. We'll never figure it out. But I wasn't too bad about that. You know, I've seen him in all t- other movies and stuff, like I said, Harry Potter films. And it wasn't that bad. So I don't really didn't – I really was okay with it because, you know, I've seen his, seen his work before. So it would have been a nice touch, though. I would have to I would have to agree with you, old man RJ. Maybe we could have got a little depiction in uh, Kirk Connors. So it would have been just fine. But yeah, okay. Oh, good. Very good, guys. All right, this kind of leads into figuring out what maybe connections they're gonna have for the lizard going forward for um with the Spider-Man No Way Home. So hopefully we, we maybe we get a good understanding if it's the same actor, possibly different actor, or whatever case may be. Or because it seems like Lizard is consistent in being the Lizard throughout the film 
in No Way Home and much most of the trailers. So we kind of have to see how that plays in plays in in everything. Am I right? I'm trying to figure out how he's going to stay there, unless he uh, he shows up as Connors and then turns into a lizard. Exactly, possibly. No, no. So we'll have to check out and see maybe more details, <laughs> but also be ready for the movie. Be ready for the movie. So yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I think that's all we could tell the fans, of course, of why they should be watching Spider-Man Three, of course, but as well Amazing Spider-Man Part One. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Very well. I know that holiday just passed by, so hope everything was very well. Uh, old man RJ. Well, actually, no. Zach, the back will leave you to here first. Say your goodbyes to the fans. I can say goodbyes before Zach. It's cool. Here, oh, no, no, no. Old man, you, let me, you, let me you, do it for you. No, no, you end the show. Remember that? Right, you, yeah. you end the show with your little grumpiness. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, that's Zach. right, Mr. Grumpy Man. But that's right, yeah. you guys, man. Thank you for listening to this show. It's definitely important movies we're to watch when I throw in you garbage here. We're throwing you mm-hmm. hits after hits. You know, Spider-Man 3 thing. But, yes. <laughs> essential like stuff that. to watch. Um, it's all good, guys. You know, the vibes are positive over here. So, if you follow us on Twitter, we got some stuff going on there. Make sure you guys follow us everywhere. Follow us in public. If you can, just do what you have to do and love us. All right, guys? Very good. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me. Like, as always, Tony the Kid and the Reject Run the Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts around the world. Hopefully, you guys enjoy this episode. Oh, man, say your goodbyes. All right, Reject. As always, just got to do what everyone else has said. You know, thank you all for being listening to this third episode of our Spider-Man Countdown, which features two films in it because we wanted to make sure, you know, we get the bad taste of our mouth with a good taste in our mouth. So we couldn't really talk about part three without saving ourselves with part one of the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, another thing I gotta add up, I wish that if they do Spider-Man when they do this next movie that's coming out, um, Far From Home? No, yeah, I think that's what it's called, right? No Way Home. No Way Home. No I hope they show up with that one girl that played the piano, not piano, uh, plays the violin and starts singing the Spider-Man song. Oh, that'd be cool. She just showed up. Uh, yeah, okay. to watch the movies to catch on. She came in part one and two of uh, Rennie's oh. movies. Got it. Okay, okay. But as always, right. reject. Y'all good. have a good night. Drink your hot chocolate. Stay warm. If not, it's <laughs> up to you. If you get sick, go see a doctor and all that other crazy <laughs> stuff. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>